Welcome to Four Downs, presented by Game On Wisconsin. Four topics, four downs. Now here's your hosts, Aaron Ellis and Monty Moore. Hello, everybody, and welcome. We are back for episode seven of Four Downs, and this is um, it's a little different. So we do get to meet after a win, but we don't have a game this weekend. So we're going to spend this episode recapping the game on Thursday night. Uh, as always, I am Monty, and I'm joined by Aaron Alice. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Still running on pure adrenaline from last night, but um, it was just surprising because I got like three hours of sleep last night. So, you know. yep. yeah, I was um, I didn't I didn't go to the game, but I tailgated and then I watched the game um, nearby the stadium at, at a couple of the bars. And yeah, same thing. I, I think I got home last night, probably around two thirty and I was exhausted, but then I couldn't sleep. Cause I was just, I was still too amped up. So, right. <laughs> yep. I'll feel it tomorrow morning. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. And I, 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 and I was, I was saying myself today, I was like, I know I'm going to have a lazy day cause the, it's going to hit me at some point later today. So <laughs> yeah, well, we're still going right now at least. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we don't, uh, like I said, we don't have a game to preview uh, for this weekend, we get to watch football stress-free because we've already <laughs> banked a big win. It's one of the that's one of the good things about Thursday night football. There aren't a ton, but it's nice when your team wins that you know the rest of your weekend is carefree to just watch the rest of it. But we still are going to ask each other two questions apiece, so four total questions, and I will actually let you get right into it. Sure. So. Despite the win, there was some stressful, less than ideal moments (laughs) um, in that game, uh, which is kind of funny because it felt like despite winning, they really shot themselves in the foot um, quite a bit. And so I want to know, what do you feel like is the most, was the most disappointing aspect of the game? Like, what were you like, how, like, what the fuck? Yeah. So, and you know, it's not, we're not asking, you know, a Debbie Downer question because there's so much good about that game last night, but no win is perfect. So, I mean, I think this might've been kind of a byproduct of because they had so many injuries, there were so many new guys in there that you're shuffling or just haven't gotten a ton of time. Um, But I, the, the red zone play calling and offense was really frustrating last night. Um, Especially when you, determine that you know had they scored on that possession where you know the Arizona turns them back at the goal line on fourth down that long touchdown drive that they were going on before we get to the end of the game which we'll talk about but that wouldn't have really mattered at the end of the game you know what I mean so Mm -hmm. just to and it's not really as easy as oh well they were right there on the goal line they should have just handed it off three times it was just more of it kind of seemed like what they were calling was a little disjointed. There was that, you know, pass where I think it, it was thrown to Cobb or he was kind of going out in the flat and Rogers just kind of threw it at his feet. That kind of wasted it down. It was just the, for the red zone offense, because it's been an issue kind of all season to see it continue in a game in a moment like that was, that was definitely frustrating. Right. And I, and I think it was um, on the special teams recovery on the three yard line of the ball um, when he, he 
tipped the punt and um, yeah, run, when Rondo Moore muffed the punt. Yeah, and and the Packers recovered. Uh, they didn't run it once. And the entire right. reason that they were winning at that point was because of the run game. And it was like, uh, like, how can you not, not even once? I don't understand that. Like, if that was me, I would have run it, taken Dylan and run it up the middle four times. Like, there's no way that they're going to stop Dylan four times. No, at I'm... least just chip away, you know? And yeah. And, and I know it's probably because, like, Rogers is looking at what they're giving him and he's mm-hmm. like, this is not a run play. And so he's changing it um, because partially because I think he, he feels more comfortable when the ball's in his hand, that he has yeah, more control. Definitely. I'm sure that's just a, a thing that he does, but at some point it's like, man, like if there's a run play, maybe just try it once. Cause this is not working. <laughs> that was... was the most frustrating particular point was, was passing it three times and they were all awful looks just messy plays like it was it was a mess it was really embarrassing for the first time our special teams did the did the thing right. they did the thing <laughs> right and we let them down <laughs> yeah and it was you know and it was kind of one of those things where i i definitely agree right we don't know if those were all called pass plays mm-hmm. we don't know if rogers checked into some of them i mean there's that's not stuff they're ever going to tell us right but right it kind of just felt like like you said just try it one time and mm-hmm. you could you know i saw some there were some cutups and I saw some clips earlier today of the, the Cardinals were, they did stack the box down there mm-hmm. in, in all those goal to go situations. I think there was on that, on that last uh, Packers drive, one of the um, screen caps that I saw, I mean, they had like legit nine, 10 guys within, you know, right against the line of scrimmage. But I feel like if you want to run it there, right. Like you, you also can't just, come line up in a jumbo package because you're kind of telegraphing yourself. So you, I just would have maybe liked to see them get a little more creative mm-hmm. at a point where, I mean, you had no business. They had no business winning that game last night, just from an injury standpoint. Right. So if you could have given yourself that cushion there to get that touchdown, it would have, I mean, that last drive becomes way less stressful. Yeah. Um, especially when, you know, you talked about, AJ Dillon. I mean, he, it felt like every time he even took a handoff, he was getting five yards, like just right. falling, falling forward all night, running through guys all night. And Aaron Jones, who we've talked about this before, you don't, you don't necessarily think of him as a guy that runs through tackles, but he was, he was doing it too. He was running guys over yesterday. So I, I think that when they go back and look at that, they're going to say, yeah, you know, we probably would have, it probably would have been prudent to at least try a run out of six of those chances. <laughs> right. Yeah. It would have been, yeah, it just, especially because like, that's what, what was working. Cause the passing game was struggled really all night because I mean, you're, you're working with guys that aren't usually playing. Rogers is not comfortable. Um, and these guys are, you know, they're, they have no nothing proven. So like I totally get it, but at the same time, like I don't know. It it, it just was like the but the run game was working. Why would you 
take it out. I don't know. It just didn't really make sense to me. At least just once, just try it and see what happens. (laughs) I mean, I know it's easy to say like in hindsight, but I was like, I remember when we, when Rogers passed it the first down and I was like, this is going to end up being two more passes. Like if they don't run on the first down, they don't, they usually don't on the second and the third. So I was like, yeah, I, I kind (laughs) of said something similar and that's definitely true. I I don't want to call it a tendency, but it does feel like, if they're going to run it, it's going to be on these early downs because Mm -hmm. if it's, it almost feels like they don't want to risk not letting Rogers try a throw down there, right. In the red zone. And I can get that because I mean, last year we've talked about this before. They were absolutely dynamite in the red zone, like just killing Mm -hmm. teams uh, in the red zone. So, and so it's hard to argue that it doesn't work, but this year it just hasn't been there. Yeah, definitely. And I just want to, um, I'll add one little last piece. I was, I almost was going to go with the fact that it looked like they were, you know, it's very fitting that Halloween is this weekend because they were just handing timeouts out last night like candy during the game. But I can't give them too much grief for that because like we talked about so many new pieces, you know, so many new faces in there. I'm, I'm sure a lot of it was confusion and I can't, I can't hold it against them too badly. Right. I was originally going to pick time management for this because um, it was horrendous. I mean, just wasted timeouts and we really could have used them, especially on that last drive, which was really sloppy and even ending the half was really weird. Like there was no sense of urgency. It's like they were playing for a field goal, but they didn't even get in field goal range. (laughs) So I was like, okay, like, I didn't make a much sense, but, um, so it was, I was going to pick that. However, like you said, there's a lot of inexperience. And like, I remember that like the delay of game penalty was because Josiah didn't know what he was doing. Right, Josiah yeah, is not up, a right. starter and not, he doesn't, you know, yes. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but instead I am just going in general with injuries and I'm, that was disappointing and it's not the Packers fault. It's not the player's fault. But it is the NFL's fault. For God's yep. <laughs> sake, Thursday night football needs to fucking die. Yep. I am so sick of Thursday night football injuries. Like, I love getting to watch football on Thursday nights, but it's not worth it at this point. It's so cringy. Now, we, we lost Kylan Hill and Robert Tunyon to yeah. ACL tears. Yeah. I mean, we we already were so – kickoff returns have just – been a struggle overall for the last couple of years and but he was kylan hill was he was pretty much the kick returner i like i feel like in otas like from day one they're like this yeah. guy is going to return kicks so he's been getting all that work and then they had a, they tried malik taylor there for a little bit he was not very good at that so yeah now we're kind of back to square one with kickoff returners and i was uh, I, I was telling some some of my friends earlier today i was i was like this might be the game because of that play. Kylan Hill gets injured. His knee is shredded. So he's out for mm-hmm. the rest of the year. The Cardinals guy, that was a scary collision. He was motionless on the field yeah. for God. several minutes. So I'm, I mean, I could see the NFL literally taking that play as the reason that they abolished the kickoff because the kickoff returns. Sure. They can be exciting every 50th return. Mm-hmm. Right. But I mean, just it, if there are if they're concerned about player safety, I mean those are the some of the biggest collisions that you can have on the field because you have guys running with sixty yards of ahead of steam. Right. Yeah. I I think it is. I go back and forth on if I want it 
um, removed or not. There's some problem because I have issues with change, but <laughs> <laughs> that's a personal problem. Um, but, and you know, part of it is that like, this is football as we know it. And, and it's hard to change something so significant, um, you know, a whole part of the game. And you're also talk about like some people might like the team's players might lose their jobs and lose opportunities because if you're getting rid of special teams, you know, pretty much, I mean, I guess you could still do punts, but it's still very, a similar situation, but um, you know, these, these players might lose their jobs or, you know, and that, and that is a little bit messy, but, um, but it's, it's getting hard to just watch that these players are injuring themselves based on potentially, 25 yards or 30 yards like it it, it, it's it doesn't happen that often that guys are getting full returns yeah so it's not like we'd be losing a ton well and i mean packers special teams covered unit aside because we're very good (laughs) at letting people get like (laughs) i mean how often do you how often do you see these returns actually make it out past the 25s i mean it's just the 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 payoff to risk ratio, I don't believe is really worth it. And now you do have to factor in, okay, they've already made onside kicks basically impossible to recover, mm-hmm. right? So if you get rid of the kickoff, people say, oh, well, what, what do you do if you want to, how would you replace the onside kick? And, you know, not to get too far into what the rules could potentially change into, but I mean, just you can either punt or you get a fourth and 20, right? Right at your own, wherever you're at, it's, it instantly becomes fourth down. Like, I mean, that is the probabilities. I, I haven't done the data on this, but (laughs) I can't imagine. Why not? (laughs) (laughs) I can't imagine converting a fourth and 20 is all that much more um, probable than getting that on sidekick. Yeah. I'm sure there's data somewhere where people could find, like someone's done that research of match a probability. That's for smart people. Yeah. (laughs) That's not our show. (laughs) Um, You know, so someone could figure that out, but yeah, I would not be surprised if at some point they, they abolish it. Like, I feel like it's, it's coming. It's, it's just going to happen at some point, but that, yeah, I agree. That is the poster child for getting rid of the, the kickoff. So we did, um, so we, we started off negative. That's good. So we put <laughs> Get that away. everything we didn't like <laughs> out of the way. So mm-hmm. now I'll start the, now I'll start the victory parade here. So who impressed you the most last night? There's a lot of options to choose from. So who stood out to you? Right. The obvious answer would be Roswell Douglas, because that is, um, you know, he just, he came off their practice squad to come yeah, back and beat weeks them, ago. put the dagger in. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah. So I, but the, the, I'm going to go with AJ Dillon because he I, he was a monster last night. I mean, I, I could just say the running game in general was exactly what we needed it to be. Yeah. Um, with so many injuries, um, it and it was just it was great. And um, you could also say the defense, but I, I mean, especially because AJ Dillon last week just did not have the best game. Um, he fumbled it twice. Uh, yeah, you, reco- lost one of them and had three carries for six yards. So um, I know the Washington, you know, front four is really, really tough, but 
I still, he just still struggled last week and and it was really nice to see him shake it off. And he got almost five yards per carry. I, I can't find the statistics anywhere because I don't know where the hell people would get this statistic, but I want to know what the yards after catch were last night or yards after contact. were. I actually, I, I actually was just pulling that up because <laughs> I, I, I saw it earlier and I wanted to remember what it was. So yeah. he had 78 rushing yards, mm-hmm. 61 or after after contact believable so yeah he's he was legitimately just running guys over um and three uh it says here 3.81 yards after contact on average that's so, insane yeah so he was he was a walking five yard gain last night and yeah. that is that was that was one that i was con- gonna consider picking but i kind of went I kind of went like with an overall overhead view and mm-hmm. said I I was so impressed with Matt Lafleur last night with everything that they had to to do to get ready for this game. Yeah. Um. I mean, not only obviously the injuries are one thing, but then you know you wake up one day find out Devonte is probably not playing. You wake up the next day and find out Alan Lazard is definitely not playing, and he had to overcome that. He didn't have one of his coaches, so they had a right. system where they. We're relaying calls in through Jerry Gray and then through the linebackers coaches. So the the amount of stuff he had to tackle last night to come out and win that game, I'm I don't want to exaggerate, and I don't really think this is exaggerating, but that was I think his probably his best win as a coach so far. Oh, yeah, just I just th- based on everything they had to do, and you know you're facing an extremely good opponent. I think um, I read, I think it was Zach Cruz with the statistic that had uh, said that that was Lafleur's second um, most, like, I don't know. They, I don't know what I'm trying to say. If my brain would start working, um, <laughs> that would be great. Uh, but they were favored by, or they were underdogs by six points. And that was oh, okay. the, the most points that he's ever been um, an, an underdog. underdog. And, or second most. And the first one was uh, the playoffs with the 49ers, but we oh, talked right. about that. <laughs> um, but, but uh, and, and to win that kind of game is just incredibly impressive being down with all those guys. It just was incredible. And yeah, I mean, huge shout out to also Jerry Gray. That defense was really, really good last night. Yeah. They, I mean, they, they won a game they won a game the way that most teams try to beat us with. They ran mm-hmm. the hell out of the ball and they played solid, solid defense. And mm-hmm. I, you know, I, when we did our Twitter spaces thing the other day, I, I remember saying, I think the only way they win is to run it 30 plus times. They ended up running it 34, I believe. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just good call. Yeah. The, the defense, the defense allowed the offense to control the clock and it was, it was a great effort, but to, you know, I, I can't remember a game with more chips stacked against this team than last night for right. injuries. It was a short week. You're going to the best team in the league at that, at that time in their building. It was just two time it, zones away. Like it's yeah. not a quick flight. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I, I just thought that was masterful by Matt LaFleur. And I mean, they held Kyler Murray to 21 yards rushing. Yeah. He, <laughs> he, he certainly when when we saw what Taylor Heineke did mm-hmm. and we're thinking oh man like if Heineke can do that who knows what Kyler Murray's going to do and they Devondre Campbell yet again you know former Cardinal so he he was playing with his hair on fire but he's been doing mm-hmm. that all year he did not allow anything to really get by him I mean mm-hmm. the Packers they were 
they were putting pressure on all night and it was, I mean, it was very noticeable. Like kind of Kyler kind of started getting happy feet at times, mm-hmm. you know, he was, he eyes were dropping, looking at the rush sometimes. So yeah, that was uh that's, th- this is definitely one that I'm, I haven't rewatched it yet. I'm yeah, definitely going to, cause I'm sure there's so much that I missed. Yeah. I mean, cause it, cause it felt really frustrating cause the defense was so dominant at first and then they really started to unravel in the second half, but I don't even want to say unravel because this is arguably what pe- some people think is the best team in the league. They're going to score yeah. points and they're going to yeah, be creative. Great, they've got a really, they've offense. got a great coach. Like they've got a great quarterback, you know, they were going to make plays, but it did get frustrating at times at how like, Oh my God, are we unraveling? Cause like PTSD <laughs> sets off of yeah, like yeah. all of these times that we've seen the defense just completely uh, fall apart. And they did at times, but you know, they stepped up when they needed to. And I think they, played just an all around good game, which is so good to see. Yeah. So my next question, um, this was a pretty intense ending (laughs) that (laughs) Razul Douglas interception, because I had at that point felt like I had already accepted that they were losing. And I know that seems really negative, but I was just kind of like, like, what are they going to do? Like it's, there's 15 seconds left. Like it's over. Like, and our defense has not stopped anything. Right. It, you know, I was like definitely losing. And then Russell <laughs> Douglas picks it off. Shout out to AJ Green. Your fruit basket is on the way. <laughs> um, but just there are a lot of iconic game winning Packers moments. What is your absolute favorite? So I I wanted to not pick one that was as obvious. Mm-hmm. Um so I just kind of the the game itself wasn't a huge um, there weren't huge stakes in this game or anything like that uh, at the time. But I absolutely love that comeback in Dallas with Matt Flynn um, during that year where Rodgers broke his collarbone. It was that game was going in the half. I think it was twenty six three at halftime. I believe, yeah. and it's just like. You know, we're not going to be able to keep up with these guys. Like, this is like, it, this game is unraveling. It's getting away from us. And then the, they open that third, they open the second half in the third quarter. Um, Eddie Lacy has like a 60 yard run, right? And you're like, oh, there's kind of like a spark. And that really was the spark because from there, like, everyone just took their game up five notches. And I, when they, I think, I believe they won it because they went for two. Um, I think Andrew Corliss caught the two point conversion, but that, I mean, that game had more mood swings than I can count. And that was really like, it was just, you always love rooting for the backup quarterback too. Right. And that's, that's like, he had a dream game right there. Flynn sanity. (laughs) Um, yeah, I, cause at that point it was very much like the last moment. Like I said, like you go into those games with Matt Flynn and the Cowboys have been playing well and you're like we'll see like you know but you're not expecting much right and especially being down you're like yeah you know with rogers out like this is gonna be tough like there's no way so it it just feels like so much more of a high when that happens because you're like i was not expecting this so it's an incredible (laughs) incredible like feeling so yeah oh i remember that that was a good one (laughs) Uh, which one you which one do you pick? So I'm actually gonna go with Dallas as well. Okay. But I'm gonna go with uh the twenty seventeen, well, twenty sixteen uh divisional playoffs. Okay. Um 
the Jared Cook, he went to Jared. Yeah. <laughs> because that drive, I just was. I still like think of like that moment lives rent free in my head. Like yeah, it, was, it was masterful. It, it was, was just the beautiful, beautiful catch. Um, and then the 51 yard field goal to win it all. And at the last second, like you just, it's, it's so dramatic. You just wish it was like a super bowl because I mean, it's sad. They ended up getting their asses kicked um, by the, Falcons. Falcons, right? After that. Yeah, I was. So I was, <laughs> was going for nothing. But, you know. And so I, I like, I like that pick in that game because that was, you know, that was their on the table year and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, that was one, that was an NFC Championship game that you didn't really think that they were going to be able to pull it off anyway, yeah. and yeah. it, it felt like, it felt like that win over the Cowboys was such a good game. And the way it played out was an all timer. Not that you're satisfied with that. Like you don't care about losing the next game, but it felt like you were just getting bonus games now. Right. Cause that, that divisional win made the year feel like a success because you kind of knew that that team didn't have the horses to win the whole thing that year. For sure. I mean, because that defense was just a mess. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it was, that, it was, I think it was Ladarius Gunter, yeah, Gunter. was our start, like yeah, our CB one. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you knew that was, you just knew it wasn't. Going to happen, though. <laughs> right. And, and, and the, the other special aspect of it is you have this rivalry with a non-divisional opponent. Like, be, you know, cause I almost picked the Hail Mary versus the lions, but that wasn't yep. a playoff game. And, you know, it's the Lions, so there's, like, always that rivalry. But but the fact that the Packers now have this rivalry I with the Cowboys that's been really, like, throughout Aaron Rodgers' career, which has been really interesting. You know, you talk about the Des Bryant, no catch, and then playing them a couple years later in the playoffs. Like, it, it just – and then, obviously, the, the Matt Flynn comeback. It feels like there's yep. just been a lot of really intense moments between these two teams that you expect from a divisional opponent and – they're just it just makes it more exciting so especially to go into their house and do that is powerful plus it gave us that snapchat moment of like they're celebrating with oh, like yeah, yeah. They're, they're celebrating with 113 left yeah yeah exactly in the fourth I, quarter yeah I'm, I'm glad i'm so we we both clearly like beating the cowboys right so those are both of our games but yes. yeah it, I, I feel like i feel like any of the Hail Mary games are too easy to pick. Right. The Detroit one's the obvious one because they actually won the game. You yeah. Know, as amazing as the Cardinals ones where they ended up losing that game. But mm-hmm. um, I just want to talk about for a second, the Cardinals are now in that category of we cannot play a normal game against yes. the Cardinals. Every game has to be yes. way too high stress or – very odd and weird because you know they beat us in lambo and that was the mike mccarthy getting fired game right there's no there's no such thing as a normal packer cardinal game yeah and the cardinals (laughs) were bad that year awful like they they were terrible so that was very much like a how did this even happen yeah (laughs) yeah that was i mean as bad as it was and you knew that it kind of felt like mccarthy's time was up I don't think anyone ever expected that was going to happen during the season. Right. So the fact that it literally happened basically hours after the game was ridiculous. Like there was a huge news break. And yeah. I, I remember that I was like, wow, I can't believe they actually did this right now. I mean, they must've just said, 
absolutely not. Like we can't do this anymore. Right. <laughs> lost to Josh Rosen. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. What a mess. Um, yeah. And the, the, my, my, my close second was going to be, um, was going to be the Seahawks. Uh, we want the ball and we're going to score. Oh, because yeah. I was at that game, but I, I don't know. We, we, we spend, I, I feel like when we talk about it, we're normally talking about, um, Rogers generation yeah. but that that was my first Packer game so that is okay. prob- that is my favorite Packer game ever because yeah. of that but yeah that one I just want to throw out there so we can acknowledge how great that moment was <laughs> and you know and in going if, if we're gonna dabble in the Brett Favre era that one for me jumps to the Monday night over the Broncos Mm-hmm. Where they come out, come out literally first play of overtime and throw an eighty-yard bomb and game's over. Like right. that's oh, <laughs> so great. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Drive yep. safely. <laughs> Thanks for coming out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we kind of, you kind of touched on it, but I want to get more in depth with it now for my last question. So walk me through your thought process on that final drive of the game. Well, the like there were a lot of emotions <laughs> Yep. because <laughs> to st- like, it, it was a lot that happened because to start, like, I can't believe that that touchdown got overturned. Yes. Like oh that is, the, that was a weird start to all of that. And then what f- looking like might've should have been a safety looking back at it. Although it looks like someone's hands are under his knees, but it might have been a safety and almost we'll just say almost was a safety. Um, and then for them to, I mean, how many yards was it like that they just got, well, they got it almost on third down, but then it was like fourth and one. And they of course got it. So it was like just a complete <laughs> a mix of emotions in five plays <laughs> was a lot of chaos. And so, there was that. And then they like, I think everyone was just kind of in shock at how this was happening. Like, I don't know if the defense was like, well, what, like, how did we not stop them? And then they were just throwing it down the field. And then I got annoyed because, well, the officiating has been horrid all season for both sides. They were bad. Both sides in this game, very inconsistent yet again, because the NFL fucking sucks. Yep. (laughs) And yet I still give them my money. Um, But like there was the the Kyler scramble where he was definitely down and they gave him a horrible spot and gave him a first down. Like it was just a lot of chaos where I was like, every, like this, there's no way we win this because there's nothing going in our favor right now. There's absolutely no way. And then I'll just complete. I mean, to quote, to quote <laughs> Elaine Bennis, I am speechless. I am without speech. Like that was me <laughs> after the end of that game. <laughs> yeah. And so for me, it kind of started like, like I, I just talked about how we can't play a normal game against them. As soon as they did not get that touchdown on mm-hmm. fourth and goal, I'm like, great. I'm like, this is going to, this is going to be a classic finish. Mm-hmm. I, you know, and at that point they have the ball. So they got the ball first and 10. They're literally on their one yard line. They have, uh, let me pull up the drive summary here. So there's three twenty three left when they got the ball back. Mm-hmm. Right. So they, oh God, yeah. Time. They just used up. Every second, all of it. Yeah. Yeah. And they, that was, they had great clock management on that drive, to be honest Mm -hmm. with you. Um, Because yeah, by the time they ended up losing it, you know, with the interception at the end, there was 12 seconds left. Yeah. Um, But 
So they get the ball first and 10 on their one. Like you said, it was almost a safety. I, there were like, there were so many muddled bodies in there. I don't think you could really tell, you know right. what I mean? If the, if the ball was in, in the end zone or not, but they get, you know, so they get that stop. They stop them on second down. So now I got a third down. They have a third and 10 at the one. And here we go. Like this starts to drive because, right. you know, Kyler hits AJ green. I think it was like 20 yards or something like that. And from there, it was just kind of, it was very methodical. And then they had that bad snap near midfield. Um, oh, no, it was, it said they, uh, they had a bad snap. It was at the Green Bay 32. Yeah. yeah. That was the bad snap. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. So, and then, so on the next play, I, oh, great. You have him behind the sticks. Like, here we go. But now it's second and 18. And this is the play where I was kind of like, we're at least going to have overtime because mm -hmm. second and 18 Kyler hits chase Edmonds for 22 yards there. Right. And now you're, now you're at the green Bay 18. So like you're well within field goal range now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so that's when, you know, I, I turned to the person next to me at the bar. I'm like, we're going to get overtime. Cause you know, unless there's a turnover, like I, there, <laughs> there's still too much time left. And now I'm like, but now it's about making sure that you only give them the field goal. Um, so now that, right. And, now, and do we have faith in that? Cause the way they're right. marching down the field, <laughs> exactly. like that's where I was, I was like, like, how do we stop that? We can't. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and that, you know, that, that Washington game obviously mm -hmm. is still an outlier on our red zone defense and how effective it, it has been. Yeah. So, you know, the Cardinals are a world's better offense than the football team. Yeah. So when they get down there, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm getting those PTSD flashbacks. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, we had, we had Rasul Douglas be, be the hero because that was a mixture of just everything going well for the Packers in that moment. Um, Cliff Kingsbury kind of alluded to after the game that AJ green couldn't hear the check at the line that Kyler was calling. Yeah. It's just like, I'm, I, I mean, did they call a run play? That's like, that's why I'm confused. Cause they had no timeouts left. Yeah. And so I, well, I, there's only 14 seconds. So for you to run a play and then get back to the line, like run a run play. I mean, I guess if you score a touchdown, it's fine, but they, had, they were still like 10 yards or nine yards. Like it was not like a, on the goal line. I was very surprised. Yeah. So they had, they had one timeout. Mm -hmm. Right. Oh, so you, I, I thought they, I thought they used them all my bad. I know it's okay. I'm, yeah. I'm the only reason I know I'm literally looking at the drive <laughs> summary. <laughs> so okay. yeah, it says they took, they took their second time out with 15 seconds left. Oh, right. Okay. So you're, you're at the eight yard line, so you can definitely run it there. Yeah. So yeah, Kyler, Kyler checked out of that. AJ green didn't hear him shout out to our fans there last night, because I can tell you both before and after the game, obviously after, cause everyone stayed out to celebrate, but mm -hmm. It was very much Lambeau West out here. I mean, there I, there were so many Packer jerseys. It was basically like a home game, which That's amazing. Is, is awesome to see. It, and it's not normally – it wouldn't normally be that impressive because, you know, the Cardinals were bad for a long time. But they mm -hmm. are – you know, what happens when the local team is really good? You get a lot of bandwagon fans that want to spend money and go to the game. Mm -hmm. So the fact that, you know, I, I had a friend in the stadium and he said – it had to have been 50 50 and that's what, kinda, yeah. I had friends there that said the same thing. Yeah. And you could, you could, you could kind of hear it on the broadcast. I mean, you had, you had go pack go chance going, I think in like the, mm -hmm. the second quarter. So yeah, the fans affecting the home team 
on the road for us is huge because definitely it, it did not look like AJ Green ever thought that ball was coming his way. He was, it looked like he was legit. He was blocking. Yeah, he yeah. was blocking. <laughs> I mean, and he was doing a great job of it, <laughs> but and yeah. That, right. And not only, not only did that play end up playing out that way, but what a catch by Rasul Douglas to like to point to, to see that ball turn around and then get his feet down. That was my, that was my final worry was like, I don't know if he got his feet down because of the, you know, the angle yeah, of the original. Right, it was a from the bad angle, yeah. Yeah, so I'm like, okay, I got to wait for the replay. Then you see, yeah, he easily, he got like four feet down. Yeah. And yeah, yeah that then it was just pure elation because. Yeah, I was just, <laughs> again, in shock. I just, I cannot believe, like, I, I just feel like things like that, although I, I say that, but that, the Packers have had a lot of games ceiling interceptions. Oh, like yeah, that's been definitely. a that's been a thing. Like I, I would love to be like it always gets done against us, but that's not true. It's usually you think of Amos, how many game ceiling interceptions he's yeah. got in the last few years, you know, especially I, I against just, the Bears. <laughs> I just think you're and both both of our your emotions are so heightened because you know what what a huge ladder you've climbed during this game. Right to have it end in a moment like that would be so devastating. So you're just, you're literally on pins and needles the entire time because you, you had the ball at their one, you had right. four plays, didn't get it in. And now it's like you blink and they have it at your eight. Right. It was... Right. <laughs> Cause that was, that was the whole thing. Like, it would have been, they had this game, like they had yeah. it multiple yes. times and they shot themselves in the foot with the bad time management with the weird red zone play calling like that, like that why exactly. That's why it would have been so devastating is because we had this game in our clutches multiple times and to just give it away, um, you know, because our offense couldn't get in the end zone or because we didn't have any timeouts. Like it was just, it would I I mean I might have been in tears if we lost just from <laughs> the pure roller coaster of emotions yeah. that I would not know how to process it. <laughs> like, there's um something there's something that I keep coming back to in this game. Um so Peter Bukowski says a lot that the Packers under Matt LaFleur, they haven't lost a game yet that they deserved to win. Mm-hmm. Right? Meaning like they, you know, kind of or th- that they deserve to lose. Sorry. Yeah. They I mean they definitely deserved to win this game last night. And that would have been the first one. I believe that really they snatched uh victory from the hand. They snatched defeat from the hand of victory because not converting down there on the goal line and then giving up a game winning touchdown with no time left would have been devastating. So is we, that true though? Cause against the Vikings last year, I thought we should have won that game and it was a weird game. It was really windy. Yes, it, that's true. I, I think that game is just such a weird outlier from how it played out because they barely had the ball the first, the whole, mm-hmm. the entire first half. You know, Dalvin Cook ran wild and surprise, surprise. Yeah, I was going to say, it's <laughs> not like that was an anomaly for our run defense not yeah. to play well. Yeah, so, the offense like just was, I don't know, maybe it was, that was, yeah, I, I agree. It's just, I think that, I don't know if that stat's correct because I'm sure we were favored to win that. Um, I mean, it was at home. I can't imagine, like. True, yeah, we I, we definitely would have been favored in that. Game. Yeah, yeah, at the, least by, with the home field advantage. And I would just, I would just would have hated to see um, them lose last night due yeah. to one of those things we brought up at the beginning the one thing that was frustrating right to right to, to lose a game because you couldn't score from the one is so heartbreaking 
especially when you're already overcoming all this other stuff in the game that you've already put behind you and really went out there and busted your ass. Right. And I mean, the, and the, the Cardinals defense is really good. So we do give them that credit. I just, but I, you know, I also think that their play calls were a little like disappointing in the yeah. red zone like that. Like, like I, I will give the cards credit. Like obviously Rogers was, did, did not seem to get in a full rhythm last night. Um, and part of that is probably with the lack of weapons, but um, that's, that's why we got uh, the backfield that we got to yeah, and, balance it out. And I thought, you know, the Cardinals are a really, really good offense. So you knew at some point in the game, they were going to put together mm-hmm. a drive. It was just super unfortunate that it happened to be that one at the end of the game with time running out that they looked like as good of an offense as they actually are. Right. The only, because keep in mind, the only game that they have scored less than 20 points is against San Francisco, who's a divisional opponent. Divisional right. opponents are always intense. Yep. Um, and then every other game they've scored more than 30. Yeah. They've, they've so been for the Packers defense to hold them to 21, and I know DeAndre Hopkins was injured, but that's not an excuse as we've uh, yeah. seen <laughs> Devontae Adams. Adam, he, he, at least, he at least played a little. <laughs> right. And, and, you know, obviously had a pretty big impact on that first drive, but um, yeah. So I, I think that that's keep that in mind when you think about like people need to keep that in mind when they think about how it felt, like you said, like unraveling at times um, that they held this powerhouse of an offense to 21 points. That's very impressive when they've put up 30 points in almost every single game. Yeah. And I mean, in, in full transparency and to be fair, I mean, the Cardinals, they were missing some really important players for them also. It's just mm-hmm. the sheer number of who we were missing. Like, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say like, oh, they were mostly healthy. Right. But us missing Adams, MBS, and Lazard, that's the equivalent to if the Cardinals last night didn't have Hopkins, Kirk, or A.J. Green. Right. I, I mean, without those well, three maybe guys, wouldn't have wanted AJ Green. <laughs> like, without those three guys, their offense is completely different. So, right. I mean, yeah. Just to and I just want to add to that to say, I don't care if Randall Cobb does nothing else the rest of the year; he's already been worth trading for him. Right. right? We don't right. get the Steelers without him, and they certainly don't win last night without him. Right. And because the only, I mean, he looks like such an unbelievable steal at this point. I mean, I can't believe the Texans took on such a huge <laughs> chunk of his contract. I mean, I know we almost all of them. Right. Like I cannot <laughs> believe that. Cause that was my only concern. I was like, he's not going to be worth the money that we trade for him or like that we, that we're going to be paying him given we're on such a tight cap, but then they took on like most of it. And I was like, Oh, well, perfect. (laughs) Now he's like, not like he's an incredible steal at this point. And the, I mean, the, the reason he was so invaluable, especially last night is when you're down all of those guys Mm -hmm. who Rogers actually trusts, there's nobody left. He trusts more than Adams other than Randall Cobb. Yeah. Right. So he he had a guy last night that he knew he could look to if stuff broke down, if they want to ad lib some stuff. Like he knew where Cobb was going to be, and that the, that mind meld that they have it was hugely important last night. And I mean, he was making catches that a lot of slot receivers in the league do not make. That that second touchdown he got on Byron Murphy that was good coverage. I mean, he was Byron Murphy's right in his hip pocket, and he just it, it made it look easy. It was incredible. Yeah, I. Yeah, it 
It's good to have him back. (laughs) (laughs) Especially if it makes Rogers happy like that in itself is worth it. But he has been a monster on third down and, and he's, I mean, He's yeah, you know what? He's putting up points too. And they, you know, in the Bengals game, that was one of the kicks Crosby missed, but that he had them in position to win that game because he caught that long ball in third mm-hmm. and sixteen. So yeah. yeah, it's just the you can tell he's a guy. I mean, obviously we knew he was excited to come back, but I mean he's playing. Not not that he didn't have any juice left and he's washed or anything, but you can tell he's playing with so much more juice right now. He's ecstatic. He's happy. Like it's he's loving it. Yeah, totally agree. All right. I think that is all four for us. So it's, Mm -hmm. uh, it's nice. So I'm going to, you know, I'm going to enjoy this weekend, enjoy watching the games, but uh, what do you, what are you going to do for a non-Packer football weekend? Um, Well, I'm moving next week. So packing, (laughs) Um, but I'm just like, I'm excited to have kind of football on in the background to just have a Sunday where I don't feel like I'm glued to the TV where I can just like, pack but have it on so i can get like i'm just excited to just, you can passively watch yes and i'm so excited to just chill all day with the tv on and just not be like anxious yeah. <laughs> all day <laughs> like, i'm so excited to just relax Mo- moving moving is generally very stressful but in this mm-hmm. case it's less stressful than watching a packer game <laughs> right you know I mean? right honestly i would rather just move every sunday <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for joining us. It was it was nice to do a recap show. Like I said, as a change of pace, so it was kind of cool mm-hmm. to get some variety. Um, you want to tell the people where to find you? Oh, and that we've got a new side project. We do. <laughs> um, we are he- both huge Seinfeld fans, so we started a meme page for Seinfeld Packers memes. So follow us at Seinfeld Pack if you are a Seinfeld fan or if you just want to support us. Um, it's just for fun. So just, uh, pop over there. Uh, but you can also find me every Tuesday on on brand and off topic with Todd, uh, Varney and Jimmy Christensen. And, uh, you can follow us at on brand off topic and you can follow me on Twitter at H E R O O I N E. Got all that. (laughs) Got all that. And you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at F E R D underscore T U R G E S O N. We will talk to you guys next week and go pack go. Go pack out.